Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Less than one week from now, as I'm recording this, will be the Bluebell Create a Competitor Tournament. February 24th at Alternate Universes in East Norton, Pennsylvania. $30 entry fee for the tournament. $35 if you're going to use store credit, store gift card. Still weird. It's going to be a Swiss round tournament, cutting to a top eight. Liger's Den stipulation in the quarterfinals. Steel Chain stipulation in the semifinals. Last competitor standing for the finals. 2020 vision is in effect. Every competitor that's ever won a Creative Competitor tournament is booked for this event. You'll have to play as another competitor. In addition to the tournament, there will be featured matches, championships from DWA. That's the group that plays out of Alternate Universe's Holmes in Holmes, Pennsylvania. Matches for championships for Bluebell itself. And, of course, the LFF World Heavyweight Championship will be on the line as challenger practice site Jeremy Steigerwald takes on champion the star maker Everett Stevens. I know Everett Stevens was on Candy Shop Talk a couple of days ago. I have not had a chance to watch that. Check that out for some words from the champion about the upcoming match. Now, the top story this week, new for this week. Faction Wars 5. Phase 3. Phase 2 has ended. On the last show, I reported that Just Business defeated the big picture to make Phase 3. I reported that the Constellation defeated Paradise to make Phase 3. I can now report that the Higher Class defeated Starmaker Productions and the Collective defeated the New Wool Order to make Phase 3. So, your matchups in Phase 3 will be the Collective versus the Higher Class and the Constellation versus Just Business. Let me give you the matches that will make up Phase 3. As a reminder, each team has 7 players. They drafted 6 singles competitors, 1 Tornado Tag, and 1 Trio. One of the 7 will play all the Tornado Tag and all the trio matches. The other six will play singles matches using their competitors. Each singles competitor has a unique 10 skill, printed 10 skill. There's one power 10, one technique 10, one agility 10, one strike 10, one submission 10, one grapple 10. Every round has had the players on one team play the players on the other team with the like 10 skills. This is no different. There will be random stipulations in this. The pool of stipulations is ring of fire, steel cage, steel chain, ladder, table, Liger's Den, and Psycho Circus. There will be no duplicates. So they'll draw from this pool for, say, the Power 10 match. Then that's removed from the pool. They draw for the Technique 10 match, remove it from the pool, so on and so forth. These are one fall to a finish matches. The winner scores two points for his team. 
the specialist matches. This is the player playing the Tornado Tag and Trio. They'll just play those matches. No twists there. Two points per victory in the Tornado and in the Trio. There's going to be a blind competitor matches. Each team will pick four players to be in a pool. Of those four players, three players will be chosen at random. This will be submitted after deck lists are turned in. So deck lists are turned in, then each team will submit four players to be potential competitors in the blind competitor match, three singles matches. One fall for each match, three points to the winner of the match. They earn three points for their faction. There's going to be the following stipulation pool for that. Tables, ladders, and chains. Sticks, stairs, and chairs. Last competitor standing. Raven's Blood Cemetery. Lumberjack. Buddy Building. And Beast Unchained. These will be drawn randomly from the pool for each match. Now, there's a twist on the competitors. So, each team is going to put in four players that could be in the matches. There's only going to be three. The captain for the other team will pick a competitor. Blind won't know who it is because he won't know who the four people in the pool are and say, I don't want him to be one of the people chosen. So, for example, Just Business. Just Business is playing the Constellation. So let's say Just Business blind picks Bob Dunn, Chris Pate, Sean Loeb, and John Polverino to be in the pool for Just Business. If the captain of the Constellation says Bob Dunn, Bob Dunn gets pulled out, and then the three remaining Chris Pate, Sean Loeb, John Polverino, they will be in the matches. Now, what happens if same pool, but the Constellation picks Mark Perry? Because, again, they don't know who's in the pool. Then, if they guess someone who is not in the pool, they have to reveal their pool to the other team. And then the other team gets to make a non-random choice. They get to pick exactly who they don't want to face in those three matches. That's how that works for every team in the top four in this semifinal round in Phase 3. For other matches in Phase 3, they will also have stipulations. There will be a large stipulation pool. The captain from each team will submit a stipulation that they do not want to be in the pool, that stipulation will be removed. Unless multiple captains pick the same stipulation. If that happens, the stipulation is guaranteed to be in the pool. Other matches in Phase 3, there's going to be a tag team match, a two-player versus two-player match. Each faction will pick two players. They cannot have been a team in the previous round. They must be a brand new team. One fall to a finish, two points to the winners. And then there's what's called the draft death matches. The players playing as the singles competitor drafted fifth by the team. They'll be in a match. The competitors, the players playing with competitors drafted as the last singles competitor will play in a match, random stipulation, one fall, two points 
to the victors. That is the way I understand Phase 3. This is what was reported on Talk of the Universe. I'm just standing by their reporting. If something has changed, if something was incorrect, I will correct that when I have the correct information. Those were the big stories from this week. Other things I can talk about. Grand Gathering 4. This May, first weekend of this May. They are encouraging people to buy their tickets earlier rather than later in case they sell out. Currently on sale, for sale at $100. They did announce there will be foils coming out at Grand Gathering 4. So, if you haven't bought your ticket yet, you're planning on going, SRG Universe is recommending buying the tickets sooner rather than later. CCC News. The art, the black and white sketches for the competitors in the 2024 Create a Competitor competition is being finalized. That's all I have. Nothing beyond that. Calais Cup. On last week's episode, I talked about the Calais Cup tournament, 64 spots. All 64 sold out by the end of the show. They opened it up for more spots. Those spots have also sold out. It remains sold out. Kickstarter. Traditionally, SRG Universe announces Kickstarter projects the same day as Super Bowl Sunday. That didn't happen. There is a Kickstarter project in the works. It's going to be a partnership. Not sure who the partnership is with. Maybe the Wrestling Revolver. We know that's a partnership. Maybe some other entity. But there will be a Kickstarter project coming soon. And it is a partnership with some other entity. That's all I can say. We have some news on upcoming featured matches. Next Monday, The Big Picture Premium will be hosting another pay-per-view event on their Twitch channel. I believe it's twitch.tv slash bigpicturepremium. One of the matches on this will be the Hollywood Heavyweight Championship match. Challenger Jorjito International Cool will take on champion Eddie Fury. This match was supposed to happen earlier. Jorjito, physically unable to perform, had to bring in Long Balls Larry. Now Jorjito, ready to challenge Eddie Fury for the championship. Also on the card, the Misfit will take on the aforementioned Long Balls Larry. Those are the two matches I have for this Monday. Big Picture Premium. Not sure what the title of it's called. Just their next big pay-per-view. I have tag team tournament news. GM Candyman has been running a tag team tournament. It was going to be a triad final. Instead, the higher class received a buy into the finals. The other two teams had to play off to make the finals. Just Business won that matchup. So the tag team of Kirk Polka and Bob Dunn, representing the faction Just Business, We'll take on the tag team representing the higher class, Funtime Bob, and the Grump Danny Thunder. The winners of this match, taking place February 25th, will win the tournament for their faction and get a shot against the LFF Tag Team Champions, Animal Kingdom, sometime in March. But the finals of the tournament, February 25th, that's a Sunday, so likely during Sunday night fights, but 
I haven't heard anything official on that front. We also, February 27th, that is a week from Tuesday, have a match for the Tri-State Tag Team Championship. The champions, Lords of New York, will face challengers, the Italian Bombata and Google Docs Dan. After this, there are no contenders lined up. Candy Mam is looking for people to throw their hats in the ring, say why they should get a shot at the Tri-State Tag Team Championship. So if you live in the Tri-State region or otherwise qualify for a shot at the Tag Team Championship and you want it, let her know why. She's looking for people to make the case for themselves as contenders for the championship. Speaking of Tuesdays, next Tuesday, February 20th, there's going to be a Trios Championship match. The Grump, the current Trios Champion, will take on challenger, the prize fighter, Simon Davin. Not sure where this is going to be, but Tuesdays, probably after the dojo, twitch.tv slash Universe for this match and for the LFF Tri-State Tag. No guarantees, but that makes the most sense. And with that, let's talk about the online tournaments and featured matches that took place over this past week. We'll start with last Sunday. There was a pop-up tournament last Sunday, Super Show Sunday. Per challenge, there were 16 players, but a couple of those names were repeated twice. So I'm not sure if there were only 14 and they used names as placeholders or they got names wrong. Assuming there were 16, they did four groups, four players per group. Top two players per group advanced to the top cuts. In the quarterfinal round, all of the matches were steel cage matches. In the semifinal round, they were sticks, stairs, and chairs matches. The finals match was a Liger's Den match. Your semifinalists were El Hombre Cybernetico, playing as the Man of Steel, and Swaggy D, playing as Big Game Leroy. The finalists were Chris Pate, playing as Marcus Samuel Selmore, one of the new Scallywag convention-exclusive competitors from Captain Con, and the LFF chiropractor, playing as the Masked Llama. Your winner, Chris Pate. Congratulations to Chris Pate for winning the Sunday night pop-up. Monday night fights. In this tournament, you had to play with either a competitor with a printed agility of 10 or a competitor with a printed technique of 10. They had 16 players in this tournament, four groups, four players per group. Top two players, top two records per group advanced to the top cut. No stipulations. In the top cut, from what I could tell, the semifinalists were Chugonomics playing as himself and the LFF chiropractor playing as the new version of Cyclone. Your finalists were Chris Pagillo, the Italian Bombada, playing as Ra Ra Perry and Carlos Lumbre, El Hombre Cybernetico, playing as Quadruple H with the winner, El Hombre Cybernetico. Congratulations to him for winning Monday Night Fights. Next Monday Night Fights is going to be an old school event. You must use one of the old school competitors in the event. You have to play as someone from the first run or the second run. This is going to be a free event because they reached a Twitch subscriber goal. If you do want physical prizes, you will have to make an order for physical products. 
Otherwise, I think it's just going to be gift card pricing. Not 100% on that. But that's what's going on this Monday night coming up, the 19th. The next big online thing from this past week, a match to crown the number one contender for the United States Championship. It's a triad match. Piglet playing as Neptune versus the dude Sean Steiner playing as Jexy versus Split playing as himself. This match goes to crowd meter one. The winner at crowd meter one getting a shot at the United States Championship, Split. After the match, Split, a member of Star Maker Productions, reveals that he is also a member of the new Darby Order. Putting two new Darby Order members, because the dude is also a member, against Piglet. So Piglet, once again, in a secret two-on-one match. Split reveals that the reason he can be in multiple factions at once is because he has multiple personalities. I don't know how the mechanics of that works, but that's what he said. That's what's going on. Thursday, we have Chibi's Thursday Night Fights. 16 players. Four groups, four players per group. Top two records per group advance to the top cut. The stipulations in the top cut are New York Rules in the quarterfinal round, Beast Unchained in the semifinal round, the finals is a main event stipulation match. Your semifinalists were Maddie Bar 1 as Luna Hallows and Coach Brad as Dan Housen. Coach Brad, I believe, declared himself to be third because Maddie Bar 1 did not show up for the third place match. Could be wrong. The finalists, Alec Ventresca playing as Raven, Carlos Lumbre playing as Quadruple H. The winner... Carlos Lumbre. Congratulations to Carlos Lumbre for winning here. This is his second win this week. His third top four this week. Very good week from Carlos Lumbre. Friday, we have a Deep South Championship match. It's a Raven's Blood Cemetery match. In a Raven's Blood Cemetery match, in addition to the normal way of winning by pinfall of submission, there's a special finish when one player ends a turn with no cards in his hand and no cards in his discard pile, all 30 in the deck. He loses via special finish. So burial strong in this format. We have the challenger, Sean Carter, who had a great showing at Sunshine SmackDown, earning him this shot, playing his Bandersnatch, taking on champion Harvey Luster, playing his Anastasia Morningstar. This match goes to crowd meter one. The story of this match, Harvey Luster dominating on turn rolls. And at crowd meter one, he wins via special finish. He hits the finish on Sean Carter. Sean Carter has to bury cards every time he makes a breakout roll. He gets infinite breakout rolls in this stipulation. He breaks out when he rolls his 10. But after three unsuccessful breakout rolls, he has no cards in his hand. He has no cards in discard pile. He can't win. And so Harvey Luster wins via special finish. The next contender for the Deep South Championship, the man behind Ron Talks Tabletop, Ron Rumble. Mr. Rumble gets the next shot at the belt held by Harvey Luster. Again, congratulations to Harvey Luster for a successful defense. Speaking of Harvey Luster, I've been asked to report on a locals tournament from Miso's Game Room and Collectibles in Louisville, Kentucky. 
Harvey Lester's Ladies' Night. Nine players, four rounds of Swiss. Top three in this tournament were, in third place, Austin Juan, a.k.a. AKW Root Beer Guy. He was playing as Lauren Santiago. Second place, Harvey Lester, playing as one of his favorites, the original Sage the Wicked Witch. And the winner of the tournament, playing as Captain Connie, Moxie. Congratulations to Moxie for winning the Harvey Lester Ladies' Night Tournament. We also had, from the Cheetah, a tag team tournament, standard tag team tournament, the Art of Tag Tag Team Tournament. This is something he's looking to run weekly, perhaps bi-weekly, fortnightly, maybe more accurately. The winners of this tournament were the Sauce and Soup Connection, the Just Business Tag Team of John Polverino and Chris Pate. They were playing as Lycan and Captain Blossom Time. Again, another Captain Con Scallywag exclusive. I have no details about this event other than the winners. If I'm able to, I will report more information when I get it. Right now, though, the winners of the first Cheetah Art of Tag tournament, the Sauce and Soup Connection. Speaking of Cheetah tournaments, I reported last week that Cheetah is going to be running a six-man tag team tournament. As I'm recording this on Sunday the 18th, today is the deadline to submit your entry to say you want to sign up. Slight rule change. In addition to the T50, I mentioned that the Super Sidekick line and the Legendary Dive line were going to be restricted in this tournament. I thought they were going to be T50 if one player ran Super Sidekick. The other couldn't run another card in the Super Sidekick line or in the Legendary Dive line. There's a slight change. Each player can run one card from the Super Sidekick line, one card from the Legendary Dive line, no more. So each partner can run no more than two from those two lines. One from the first line, one from the second line. That's the limit. Back to the tournaments from this past week. We have a pop-up on Saturday. The Down with the Sickness pop-up. Twelve players, three groups of four, top two records per group advance to the top cut. Two players get a bye into the semifinal round. The other four paired up in singles matches. Winners of the singles matches make the semifinal round. The stipulation in that opening round was Steel Chain. The semifinal round stipulation, Liger's Den. The finals match, last competitor standing. Your semifinalists were Sean Loeb as the collector Sean Loeb and Coach Brad as Dan Housen. The finalists were the GOAT Brock Smith playing as Little Guido and Hold the Line Harry playing as Fire Flash with the winner Hold the Line Harry as Fire Flash. Congratulations to Hold the Line Harry for winning the pop-up event. This brings us to Sunday Night Fights. There were only two matches on the card for Sunday Night Fights. The opening match was the first match in the Trios Contender Tournament. As a recap, four people were picked to be in this tournament. The big guy, Commissioner Drew Madsen, C-Mac, a.k.a. Prince Butters, and Bobby Ohio. The first match would be the big guy versus Drew Madsen. The second match, C-Mac 
versus Bobby Ohio. The winners of those two matches will face off. The winner of that match gets a shot at the LFF Trios Championship at the Grand Gathering. The other three men will get shots at this Trios Championship. The loser of the first match gets one in March. The loser of the second gets one in April. The runner-up gets one in May after the Grand Gathering. The first match of this tournament, the big guy playing as Brony Coven versus Drew Madsen playing as Bug versus everyone. This was a well-contested match. It ends up going to Crowd Meter 1. The winner at Crowd Meter 1, who will be playing for a shot at a championship match at the Grand Gathering, is the big guy. Congratulations to the big guy for moving on. Drew Madsen will be the next contender for the Trios Championship after the match this Tuesday between Simon Davner, the prize fighter, playing as Team Valiant, the collector version of Team Valiant, versus Champion the Grump, playing as the higher class, the version featuring the Grump. The final match of Sunday Night Fights was for the Underworld Championship. The challenger, Rowdy Ron, playing as the original Zack Sabre Jr. The champion, Shane Strickland, playing as El Phantasmo. For most of this match, it favored Shane Strickland. He was winning a lot of roles early. When he was losing roles, his championship belt allowed him to draw on one of three skills that he chose at the beginning of the match. I believe he picked his printed five, so even when he was losing, he was drawing cards. In the end, Shane Strickland successfully defends. He remains the Underworld Champion. Congratulations to Shane Strickland for a successful defense. During the post-game coverage of Sunday Night Fights, the prize fighter Simon Davner, part of the announce team, talked about the Bluebell Creative Competitor Tournament coming up February 24th. Two new bits of news. We may see the Intergalactic Championship currently held by the Tartan Terror defended. We may see the Triad Championship currently held by Carlos Lumbre defended. Nothing is certain, but those are on the radar as potential matches at the Bluebell CAC Tournament. As far as other online events coming up, nothing is currently posted on Supershowthegame.com. It has been announced that there will be an old-school event on Monday night. You must play as a competitor that was released in either the old-school Wave 1 packs or the old-school Wave 2 packs. We know that's happening. You just can't sign up for it yet. Look for that to show up on Supershowthegame.com sometime Monday. Thursday night, expect an event. They usually run one. Dojo Tuesday night, twitch.tv slash srguniverse. With that being said, that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening, and good day.